All righty, thank you for sticking around with us. I'm here with old Pat Russell, telling stories with old Ken Bean. We're having fun doing that. Yeah. Thank you for filling in. No problem. I, I'm hoping Noah's enjoying his time. I'm, I'm texting him because the text, he said he'd just forward them to me, so. Nice. We'll see if it works. Okay, in the yeah. meanwhile, you got anything? Uh, I do, actually. So, um, so, this is my first time in a long time where I think uh, you leave here feeling like, hey, we need to go do something. Ah, not that good. that's not how you preach, but I've been in more churches that are like, hey, I'm like squirming. I need to go, you know, <laughs> save everybody outside. Um, how, how, do you feel, how do you feel like it hits? I feel, is that something you worry about or you're concerned with, or is that just the nature of where we're at as a church? You know, you... I've been doing this so many decades now. <laughs> um, I see this as such a marathon. Um, I love the tanker tugboat analogy. Yes. Because that's how I see everyone individually. That's how I see us as a church body. Um, every Sunday, I'm trying to nudge people a little further. Today was like, okay, get ready. I'm backing up yeah. and going to ram. Yeah. Uh, what I do uh, tend to step back from, because I don't do a, a steady diet of this at all. No, no, no. I try to preach in a way that comes across as this is our life. This is how we live. I like, and I think it's necessary to have these, you know, halftime, halftime sermons where you fire people up. I'm not personally, and I'm not throwing rocks at anybody else, but I'm not personally so much into a steady diet of that uh, because you can very quickly get on that cycle of uh, psych us up and we'll yeah. go do a thing and then psych us up again. It's like, I really, really am looking at the long-term effect of this church body individually and collectively as this is how we're going to live yeah. our lives. If you call his place your home, it's not pretend. No. We're living it. Yeah. So, uh, well, does that I answer it, that? I think that goes back to your, your NFL church analogy, which I yeah. love. Because, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, you got burned both ends, you're just, you know, working for the Lord. And it's like, yes, you're working for the Lord, but he never meant to burn at both ends in that. Right, right. Uh, seasons are busier than others and whatnot. Yeah. So, I don't know how many texts we're going to be able to. The text uh, number is up there. Uh, Fire away. We'll, we'll light Noah's phone up and then maybe he'll pass it along. Yeah, has he? Uh, no. He has not gotten a lot of texts the last That's, few Sundays. Yeah. Apparently, I've done so well. Apparently, it's summer. So let's, I want to go into spiritual siblings because I think that is, uh, that term, uh, obviously the baby picture yeah. is easy to remember. Separated at birth. Separated at birth. And we were talking a little bit between service, just um, stages of life. Uh, we talked decades of yeah, preaching. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting that siblings component. Um, and, and in there was, I think you mentioned something about living in a way where you recognize your siblings. Right. And right. so how, how did that kind of come about in the process for this week? Because I think that's important as, as, you know, I think I use the word, I look back fondly at my college friends that are Christians. Right, right. I'm not in touch with them as much anymore, but they're living for the Lord and that plays you a huge You had a bond Correct. that you will have forever. Yeah. Uh, I think in the, as I was reading through scriptures, you know, selecting scriptures, I kept coming across the whole brother and sister yeah. thing and we have one God and Father overall. And it just started to, to dawn on me that I haven't, I haven't really touched on this 
ever, or at least in a long, long time. Maybe it's, I might have years ago. It's something that those of us who work in the church almost take for granted that everyone sees it this way because we're around so many people. It, it feels like family. Correct. People are coming in, sharing their deepest problems and secrets and blah, 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 and you're praying for them. You're walking them through their greatest joys and their biggest sorrows. And, and uh, so you just, you just feel like family. Yeah. It's easy to forget that people attending church, they don't have that touchstone. They don't yeah. often see or feel that from each other. They might feel it from their small group or something. Yeah. And so I just really wanted to hit that point strongly uh, as a wake-up call that yeah. if there's people, and we're a big church, so I have a lot of people who talk about, you know, I feel disconnected in here because it's such a big church. It's like, but you're disconnected in the way that, that uh, brothers and sisters separated at birth are, are disconnected. You're both, you both have the same father. Yeah. You haven't met each other yet. Well, but you have this bond. And the more we see correct. that bond, uh, and this was my biggest reason for sharing this, is I'm all about finding, finding how to change our perspective, paradigm shift, yep. <laughs> so that the things of God nat more naturally flow out of us. And so this is one of those things where the more we can, you know, the Bible already gives us the, the example, we're brothers and sisters. Yeah. And the more we can actually see people as that, the more naturally uh, that outflow will go to them. Uh, I mentioned that thing about, think about just the lost around you. If yeah. you were to find out that one of those people was a long lost brother or sister, instantly change. Correct. And you would instantly want to hug them and talk yeah. and, and what's going on in your life and you, what can I do for you and let's get together. And it's like, well, why, why would all of that change just because you found out you had the same father? Yeah. No. You know? I, and, I, and I think part of our response in that is, you know, as we're out in a workplace, so similar, I've been in a workplace, you know, mm -hmm. Christian ed. Christian school. So Principal. teachers are Christians, uh, kids are in process for some, uh, but it, you forget, you know, my wife will go to work and she works at a great place, but it's like, oh, they speak differently sometimes, or they <laughs> yeah. have a different uh, faith values. And, right. and like you talk about the paradigm, great pun, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I heard it came from somebody else. Yes. So that and was Between services, that was he fantastic. says, you know, if you say, <laughs> You can shift two at a time. It's a paradigm shift. That was great. Um, let's go back to, uh, as we move in, it says a servant of a church, uh, it says we can serve God with ser uh, without, without serving, serving in a local church, church but, but we, we can't, can't serve, serve in a local church, church without, without serving, serving God. God. Let's go, do you want to break that down further? Well, no matter what, the point being that no matter where you host, serve, yeah. no Correct. matter where you serve, you're serving the Lord. Yeah. So when Paul says she's a servant of the church, well, we know she's a servant of the Lord because yes. she's serving the church, yeah. but she's also a servant of the church. Um, it, you might be a servant of a particular mission field. Yeah. Well, you're a servant of the Lord, but you're, also, you're, you're specifically a servant of that. Yeah. And so by saying she's a servant of the church, he's not saying she's not a servant of the okay. Lord. He is definitely, that's included in that so package deal. It's yeah. A, yeah, and it's a clarification. If he just said, uh, Phoebe, a servant of the Lord, you wouldn't know what, well, where'd this gal come from? Yeah, gotcha. When he says, Phoebe, a servant of the church in Sincrea, it's like, oh, we know she's a strong servant of the Lord. And we know right where she's serving yeah. and basically the type of things she's doing. She's yeah. assisting people at a local church yeah. body. Fantastic. Um, 
So I'm thinking like, you know, as you, for young people or even for older people, that call or that nudging. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the bump, bump, bump. I'm thinking even uh, as we look at uh, folks going to Royal Family Kid Camp, I know that there's people in the in the service or maybe at home that are like, I, I could never do that. Right. And I, I go back to, I'll go back to my mom who read her Bible every day, prayed all the time for it. She's like, I can't leave a, lead a Bible study. And sure. then at 78 it's wiring. or whatever, 75 was, I think I'll lead a Bible study now. It's like, like no, you could have done that uh-huh. 30 years ago. No, too. maybe not. Maybe not. And I, I think, you know, that um, how would you encourage people to in that call or in that nudging? Uh, you know, I've heard before is it's not going to be Satan nudging you to do God's work. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, when you it's, it's just learning uh, to listen to that still small voice yeah. and responding. If we don't respond to right. it, it'll get fainter and fainter and fainter. It is that Victoria cycle versus the yeah. vicious cycle. But if we respond to it, it gets stronger and stronger until you're just walking in it. And so uh, I love there's a, there's a passage in Ecclesiastes that goes out to the young men. Okay. And when you hear the first half of it, it's like, in fact, uh, I went to Noah's son's uh, graduation party and they had a Bible and you were supposed to put a little tab in it and write a verse. Okay. This is the one I, cool. I gave to him. So you'd think I'd know where it was, but I don't. <laughs> Seems like it's chapter, I don't know, somewhere in there. Somewhere in Ecclesiastes. Uh, but it says, and so the first half, you're like, wait, what? And yeah. then you get the second half, and you go, oh, wow, there's a balancing, <laughs> there's a counterweight. Young men, follow the desires of your eyes. Okay. And your heart. Knowing you shall be held accountable at the judgment. Yeah. It's like, what a great, I think that just says it. Hey, follow the desires of your eyes and your heart. But remember, your, your heart's deceitful and your eyes yeah. are lustful. Yeah. So, so try to sift out the ones you don't want to have followed when you're standing before yeah. the Lord. But it's a great principle that he, he wired you the way you are. You know, wove us together our mother's womb. Yeah. Um, your upbringing, all the things about you, your skill set, your gifts and talents, your natural abilities, all those things. You're, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, we need everyone. Uh, just don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. But try to listen to that still small voice. Try to head toward it. Follow the desire of your eyes and your heart. Yeah. But at the same time, use some discernment and make sure, like you said, you're not... Because Satan will be trying to bump you in a, the opposite direction. Right. So... Well, and, and uh, it, that leads really well into the next, um, we're kind of car guys, I think yeah. we can say that, in the sense that uh, we like cars. And, and I was certain, raised in a wrecking yard. You were yard. raised in a wrecking yard. <laughs> I, we play a game just by, you know, at, at dusk, it's like, by, just by the, by the front grill and the lights, what kind of car is it? Oh, First that's one to guess. funny. Um, and so you, you use this, you may not see it, but you've been factory loaded. Yeah. And I don't know if everybody, that, those are terms like dial, rotary, phone. I was using a term the other day. Um, Doesn't everybody know factory loaded? Is that a... I don't know if they do because maybe they do. Maybe I'm just uh, the, the kid that... Okay, just had... curious. Those of you in the room, those of you in the room, raise your hand if you knew what factory loaded meant. Factory loaded? No. Okay, so more than half did not know. Yeah. Factory, when you go buy a car... And they have all the options that are available for extra money. Uh, you can go ahead and get the thing factory loaded with everything. Yeah. And so, but whatever it comes with, it's coming with what was loaded in the factory. 
And every one of us, and, and so you can, there's, you know, a, a thousand different yeah. ways you can order a car or more. Because some Actually, of us think we're still rolling up our windows this way, but factory, I love, <laughs> but I mean, so I work with young people. I'm still people. opening car doors yeah. this way. You work, I work with young people a lot and trying to have them, uh, you know, God has a purpose. It's being revealed. Mm -hmm. uh, you're taking steps. You're taking leaps of faith. And I love that factory load, that every leap of faith, God has provided that provision that you mm -hmm. need to take it. That's right. And if you're not rolling you're, up the window this way, if you're you being, might feel that way. If you're being pulled or bumped yeah. towards something, why? Yeah. Why is that in you? Why is there a little tiny desire? Because he factory loaded something Correct. in there that is going, you, have a, you, you don't realize you have this option loaded in you yeah. that other people don't yeah. have. I, I, so I thought that was a great term. Oh, I, I love the, um, just that idea that, that we are equipped and we're being equipped as like, like oh, I have a turbo button now. Right. Or so, you know, right. maybe, maybe not turbo button. Well, I really, you know, there, it, it scares me, concerns me, how many Christians have in their mind that we're going to stand before uh, the Lord at judgment. He's going to weigh our good deeds. Yeah. It's like uh, no believer, no Christian believer should ever think that. It, it undermines everything that Jesus Christ did. And so today yeah. was like, I wanted to find the, the, the simplest ways to just hammer that yeah. point. Because you see in churches, a lot of times pastors will pull back from preaching on doing works, yeah. doing good works, because, oh, it'll get all messed up with the but works don't save us. Yeah. And I just feel like I've... I've laid enough groundwork and, <laughs> so can, and today came yeah. back with you know pulling pulling from some things that we've done just to say this is it we're all getting this in our minds today yep. we're not saved by works we are saved for works yeah. faith works I agree um, I'm just going to continue we're, we're not getting a lot of text messages that's fine. so that's okay well, we can wrap it up too yeah let's wrap it up on the uh, whole consumer nation yeah uh, Do you like my picture of the hot dog eating? So it was funny. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I see things weird. Okay. I think that's because I was a science math teacher. So I'm looking at, obviously it's a four. And then it's like, is it going from 48 to 49? What's a four? So how many hot dogs that guy's consumed? Oh. So I, I forget the hot dogs. I'm looking at the lady behind, so excited to flip the next number. And I was like, hey, that's, I was like, 43? No, that's not a four behind. Anyways. That's funny. Um, but 49 hot dogs, all I'm thinking is I don't know if I would be like, I feel my phone buzzing. <laughs> Maybe we got a text. Okay. Just under the wire, because we're shutting it down. Comment on the full Ephesians 2.10 verse, um, that we are God's creation made for good works that he has prepared beforehand for us to walk in them. The idea that God has set up things, ways for us, and thus uh, learning and success for us. Uh, maybe, maybe comment on that. Um, I think there's several ways that God has prepared them beforehand for us to do. He's allowed this broken world to exist yep. so that we can help each other, uh, you know, so that we can care for others with the same uh, care that we've received. Yeah. Uh, he set that whole system up to work this way. It's, it's training for us. Also, the Word of God. Um, that thing is just waiting for us to load. You know, that's how we load in the, uh, if it wasn't loaded in at the factory, Correct. then we got the aftermarket. Yeah. And we can load got that the bolt in. On. Yeah. And so he prepared his Word. He prepared the situation we're in. He prepared uh, human beings and how we function, lifespan. He, pre you know, everything was prepared, and I've said before, 
from our perspective, it can look like this world is utter chaos and out of control. Yeah. From God's perspective, even though it is what it is, it is accomplishing his eternal plan like a Swiss watch. Yeah. And so when I look at that, the, you know, we were created in Christ say, so that now we can do the things God made us to do so we can get trained up yeah. and become what we're supposed to become and grow together and help each other and love. And well, and it's interesting, you know, my parents say, oh, it wasn't as bad then as it is now. And you hear generations say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I smile. I said, well, I haven't seen too many uh, cities wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> right. I said, that goes back a ways. You know, um, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says, do not say the former days were better than now, uh, for that does not come from wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, there's another one. Anyone can learn to be nice through training. Uh, being kind only comes from the heart. More of a statement. Yeah. Um, and you can feel the difference. Well, and when you talk about service, especially in churches and Christian ministries, um, bitterness is that thing you're fighting against is oh, I'm serving and am I being acknowledged or yeah. uh, what am I being given? And they, uh, another one of the texts goes, what if we become servers unwilling or unable to accept or receive the inflow? So we have the yeah, outflow that's, that's going. The, yeah, that's another problem. Yeah. And that's why I said you have to strike that Correct. balance because some people have the problem of only being able to give and serve. And it's like, oh, I don't want to receive. And it's pride. Correct. It's just everything is pride. Yeah. It's just pride in another form. Yeah. Uh, we talk pride, about ego and pride, right? Yeah, it's, pride disguising itself as yeah, humility. Yeah. You know, oh, I, know, I don't need, I don't want to be a burden. It's like, yeah, please. Open up, let people speak in your life. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I think that's good for me. That's good. Thank any, you. Any questions? Are we ready okay? to close? <laughs> okay, we're closing this thing out. Love you all. Appreciate Hope it. Hope to see you next Sunday.